Guess what I got? Old age. <laughs> well, besides that, I have arthritis. I have arthritis in my left wrist, forearm, hand, my left hip. My whole left side is all screwed up um, due to being active all this uh, for all these years with martial arts and track and field and falling down and getting up. But the thing is, overall, I'm in good health. The only thing is my cholesterol is a little off. And he told me that uh, I have to stay off the red meat and reduce my salt intake, which is kind of hard because I love beef jerky and, you know, I eat steak a lot. You can but, have fish you know, steak, like swordfish or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, he says the more intake of fish and chicken, turkey, when that comes around the holiday season. You That's know, a win. Me, yeah, it's a win. I mean, he told me what I need to take for uh, the bone, like D3, vitamin D3. Okay. Yeah, and I know you have arthritis, but you're 12 years younger than me. You should not be having arthritis at that age. No, I, for me, it, you're, you're right. It's my. I know what you're going to say is about my weight. Um, for me, it's well, not just your weight. It's just because also you're very sedentary. You you sit down a lot. You don't really work. You don't work out. No, no, I don't work out anymore. Uh, I do sit down. Like it's literally my day job. It's just sitting down mm -hmm. all day. That combined with probably whatever injuries I had in the past. Hey, that one time I fell out of a plane. We we went skydiving. Remember. Oh, I was going to say, I well, landed well, on my butt. Well, we all did. We had to. No, but it was I landed. more of a slide. It's more like a slide. True. But re remember, I, mine hit the hardest. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't remember because I was the last one to come out, jump out of the plane. Wait, you were. No, I was the last one to jump out of the plane. No. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, because well, you maybe, ran up know. to me and you were like, well, bro, you left a trench. <laughs> oh, maybe I did. It was so long ago. For dad's birthday, too. I forgot to remember that. Was it dad's birthday? I thought it was yours. We talked dad into it. I thought it was his birthday. No, dad, that's like the last thing dad ever wanted to do. <laughs> we, I, I, I thought it was for your birthday. And then I said, I'll go. And then we talked dad into it because like a night we heard on the radio on the way there, a 90 year old woman had just done it. And we had per oh, pressured him. Okay. Maybe it was my birthday then. He was like, it's the first and last time I'll ever do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking about going back to your weight and how old you are in a sense of you were born in the, one of the best decades, eighties where we have all these great and not so great movies. True. True. Um, true. Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Predator, Rocky three, Rocky four, first blood. It was a good time for the action films. It was very, a lot of oh, man, great, some uh, dramatic Rose Popeye mm -hmm. came out. I think Annie did. That's one of like two musicals I liked growing up. You know, but I never saw Annie. I saw Popeye. But I never saw Annie. It was okay. I mean, it's cute. It has, you know, it has some yeah. good moments there. Carol Burnett, awesome. But they also have some cheesy movies. Absolutely. Oh, Conan. I think Conan was in the 80s. Speaking of Conan. Yeah, well, true. Conan and Conan the Barbarian. Wait, was that not the same thing? I mean. Conan the Conqueror. Oh, it was it? Oh, it was the destroyer. Yeah, because there was supposed to be like the conqueror, but then they never did that. One, right. right. They never. Well, they they did it because of how bad the second movie did. The second movie was pretty bad, from what I remember. But yes, segue into multiple things. When you are born, your weight issue, our love for animals. How does my weight play into this? Easily, you can use the physique of the Beastmaster 
as a goal to hit because Mark Singer, the Beastmaster, Dar, was freaking shredded. I will give him that. He he was extremely shredded in that movie. Even John Amos. Uh, oh, that's the like, okay, that's that's like the second go to goal, I guess, if you want to, because he wasn't ripped, he was just hefty. True. Whatever. Okay, let's say this. <laughs> Not to be cruel, but to be true. Any of those two is better what you have right now. Fair enough. I'll give you this. Yes. And it'll help you with your arthritic in your back and your mobility. Okay, so yes, if we're talking about physics and all that, yes, they definitely outdo me in this movie. Even those the the, the ones with the freaking uh, claws and the spikes, the controlled ones. The berserkers? Oh, oh no, wait, they were called the death guards. Yes, use those physiques as a as a goal. Absolutely. Which came out the same year you were born. No, it didn't. Oh, came out two years you were born. Excuse me. <laughs> you made me older. I'm sorry. You're, it was two years before you were born. Excuse us. Excuse moi. But anyway, yes, we're talking about the Beastmaster, which is currently streaming on Amazon Prime with a Rotten Tomatoes score of 46% by the critics and 54% by the audience. Now, granted, 46% by the critics is only 13 reviews. That's a pretty and with the low audience mark is, for reviews. Right. And 25,000 plus for the audience. Does it hold up? Is it still entertaining? Is it worth the watch? Let's find out. Welcome back to A Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. I'm Adon. Where we give you a review at least once a week. Spoilers? New year, new season. So I wanted to do, for those who are new or returning to our podcast, that our original intent was to look back at movies that we grew up on. A lot of the movies were for you influential for what i liked well a lot of the things that you liked as you evidently made it so clear that our ages was a big gap in our lives whatever you liked a lot of times bled over to me growing up uh, so a lot of things influenced me in some ways granted there was you know where we splintered apart in some areas mm -hmm. but yeah, I would always stumble into your VHS collections and find things that you've had collected over the years, and I will watch those. Yes, you were sneak when I was in college to check my movies. Yes. Anyway, let's get into the credits and details of the movie in a sense of it is written by, and here I go again with my mispronunciations, Don Coscarelli. He also directed the movie. Paul Peppermint, and based off the novel, The Beastmaster, Andre Norton with the writer. Now, Don Corscarelli, he also directed, which I was totally surprised to find out, that he directed Bubba Hotep. Really? Actually, he was a writer. For, no, he was a writer for that. Excuse me, I'm just... He was a writer for Phantasm. Did you watch that movie? Because I know you like horror. Actually, both of them. Uh, so, Phantasm, I think I watched the original. I know for a fact I watched Phantasm 2. So, I am familiar with the Phantasm franchise. It's been around for okay. a hot minute. Bubba Hotep. That was your boy, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, it's a newer one. And funny enough, I love Bubba Hotep. It, it's a dark comedy kind of situation, uh, overlooked by a lot of people, funny enough. And he also did, I'm sorry, he also wrote Phantasm Ravenger and John Dies at the End. Yeah, I believe I've seen that one. It's like a, not a sci might be a sci fi. John Dies at the End. Hold on. I'll tell you right now. Yep. I did see John dies at the end, and that one has some actors that you would recognize too. Um, okay, Clancy Brown, uh, Paul Giamatti, oh, wow. Doug Jones. 
Oh, no, Doug Jones, do you recognize? I don't know. Doug Jones, a black guy? No, a white guy. Oh. It just happened to be. Uh, uh, and... oh, no, I think I'm Doug E. Jones. Okay, never mind. Timmy Wong. It's a unique film, kind of sci-fi, not noir. Deals with time travel, if I remember correctly. And so it gets weird. Okay. Now, he also wrote Beastmaster 2 and 3. So, yes, the Beastmaster, this movie spewed out a couple sequels and a television show. I remember watching the show, actually. Yes. It wasn't with Mark Singer. It was another actor. I remember that. But mm -hmm. it spewed out two sequels, which it should not have. <laughs> oh well, my god i shouldn't i don't remember um beastmaster 3 but i remember beastmaster 2 he, where he was like he travels in time was it time or another world because technically i think it was another world it was our well, world the thing he travels is, to our world well the thing is is like he his brother like they're both brothers and they have the same marking on the hand i was like that makes no sense but anyway we're jumping across here now starring you have here dar mark singer mm-hmm you had the beautiful, holy shit, was she gorgeous. Tanya Roberts playing Kiri. Mm -hmm. Rip Torn, which you know him from Dodgeball and the Larry Sanders show. Uh, he just he was a well-known actor, but he was a great villain here playing Max. He was John also was like, uh, Robocop 3, Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters 2? Yeah, wasn't he the judge in Ghostbusters 2? Oh, yes. John Amos, like you said. Seth, he's from Good Times, Die Hard 2. Coming to America, and the list goes on and on and on. You also have Billy Jane. Did you recognize him? He was the mm. young Dar. Oh, yo, I thought his face was familiar. He did a lot of movies, like like teenage films or rom-coms in, in a way. He was in Cujo, which is another 80s film. Just One of the Boys, another 80s film, which was he was hysterical. The Burbs, another 80s film with... Tom Hank a lot and of other TV shows series, and a lot of TV shows. Do you know who Janet Jones is? I don't recognize her. Like I, she's the wife of Wayne Gretzky. Okay, and she was also in the movie American Anthem. Oh, oh, but that's funny because uh, she's like one of the witch women. So you never yes. really, you can never recognize her unless you correct are that good at recognizing people by their body. You'll never well, recognize her. You can. Her body was freaking smoking back in the day. Back in the, oh my God. I remember her in American Anthem and I was like, holy crap. So you have like hot bodies. You have beautiful women here. You have ripped, well, one ripped guy. And you, you know, you have a boy who was shirtless. Oh boy. So those are the main, the main characters, the main actors. Mm -hmm. What did you think about watching this? Nostalgia carried me through a lot, but uh, I mean, there's highlights and downsides to it. I was also... I should have stayed around for the credits because I was wondering, like, please tell me they didn't hurt any animals during the production on this. Because the white dog? No. He was not killed. Oh, thank no God. Animals, no animals were killed. Yes, uh, I thought the same thing because the, the arrow, how it got into him and how it reacted. Because he looked like he was breathing when you put him down. Well, like, that's what like, it says. Like, yeah. like, you can see him, like, breathing. You can see the mouth move. But that dog they was said trained that, so well. Well, no, it wasn't that it was trained. That They said they may have gave him, like, a, a, a tranquilizer or something like that to, well, that answers to, that. to make him, like, you know, sleep. Yeah, because I know when he carried him to his to his um, father, not his biological, but his um, yeah I guess adoptive father. father. Yeah, he, I was like, holy crap! Especially when he it looks like he gets hit mm -hmm. and how it reacted. But in all honesty, it would not because that's where the lungs are. Blood would have been in there. It would not be able to move. Yeah, no, like that. 
But yes, I thought the same thing. I went to I went right onto Google right away to see. If well, even the scene like where you see like Koto getting dragged underneath the mud, quicksand. Yeah, I'm like, that's a lot of stuff that I'm like that seems rough for animals to <laughs> kind of put them through. That one definitely yes. And did they paint but, the tiger? Oh yeah. Because I'm like I, I looked at it. I'm like multiple times. I'm like that's a tiger. Why is it black? Well, it's just a different world than ours, right? Well, it, but then like I remembered like. Nostalgia kicking in. I remember like Beastmaster 2. He just looked like a regular tiger. Yes. And they didn't say it's, it's a different one. Right. It's a different one. The premise is we've seen this before where a premonition has come. Mm-hmm. The one that's, I guess, doomed makes the premonition a reality. So that was one of the other things I was going to say. I'm calling it right now. I was like, I was watching it and going, there's easily a Star Wars reference. My brother's going into this. He's going to go into Star Wars from the get go with this one. Well, not just that. I mean, yes, but not just that. Well, definitely, yes. Okay, I'll go into it right now. I'll do it right now. I get out of the water. He is hooking up with his cousin. Yes. Even when he finds out. Yes. He's hooking up with his cousin, like Luke and Leia kissed, where they're brother and sister. So there's relation there. There's some incest there, but deeper in this aspect because he doesn't stop. But let's be honest, freaking damn hot. I'll probably do the same thing. But I wouldn't. I would not. But, well, in the Star Wars, there's one who would bring balance to the Force, right? That was Anakin. Or you could say mm-hmm. it was Leia, a Luke into it. Not Leia, but Luke. But an unborn child would be, uh, like uh, change the destiny of, uh, you know, of a kingdom or the, of the world. Right. And, but uh, if, yeah, well, I mean, is that not the same? Like he, They took him from the mother's womb, put him in, the, in, in that of a cow. A cow. In, in a cow. And which, weird That's enough as that was. That. Totally forgot about that. Yes, and then, cool at the same. It was cool at the same time. I thought I was like, "Wow, that's pretty original." Yeah, no, it, it works. The mm-hmm. which I always, I, I not always, but when I watched it, I was like, "That's weird." When they branded the leather and then they branded the baby's hand, <laughs> and like, that brand is bigger than the baby's hand, <laughs> and they branded the baby right. is like perfect size. And I'm thinking, okay, if you're gonna kill the baby, why brand? Why it? bother branding the leather? Oh, you mean brand, branding the baby? No, no. I can understand that. I can understand branding the baby because it's like symbolic and to have that connection for the death, what have you. But it's like when you're someone who's about to die on a, a death penalty, before they put the needle in, they put a, the alcohol swab on the arm. Mm-hmm. I was like, but why? Yeah. It's not needed. Right? So why brand the leather if you're going to go right into branding you're gonna kill the baby anyway, so it's not like you know. Sure. It's like I, I, I thought it was more just to see if it was hot enough. Um, Maybe I mean, was wasn't it red? It wasn't looked the, red the... hot. Yeah, I'm not a brander. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the techniques, but uh, yeah. yeah. So I basically, uh, prophesize a child to change the destiny of a kingdom and whatnot, who will have uh, powers and abilities beyond those of others. Not in the prophecy, but develops a relationship with a known relative of his. Yeah, it's pretty much Star Wars right there. Right, and also the collection of heroes. Because, again, this is, to me, when I saw this, it reminded me of a combination of Star Wars, The Seven Samurai, Lord of the Rings, but in different factors. In a sense, in those other films, is humans. Here is a collection of beings. Yeah. You have Dar, you have Kiri, you have the younger brother, soon to be king, you have Seth, John Amos, then you have also Kodo and Poto. Yep. And then you have, like I said, the, the Eagle. Which we can never pronounce the name. 
And he just uh, like Sharok or Karok or like oh. yeah, yeah, blow out your microphone right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's you know what I when you were born something like that. I mean, like, I was such a geek on this film. I would do that for some reason. I thought it was just so cool. It was just different, cool. I mean, I used to watch this a lot on HBO when it was just HBO, Cinemax, and Prism back in South Jersey. Prism. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't exist anymore. In the Philadelphia tri-state area, Prism was a very popular cable uh, network. Talking about that, like, it, it, even I growing up also saw, like, I wanted to have ferrets growing up. Mom and oh, dad didn't. I, I still want to get Ferris because of this movie. I've been trying to get Ferris for a long time, and now they're so damn expensive mm -hmm. because before it was like 125 150 I was with you one time looking at Ferris at one of our flea markets in in Florida. No, it was. The, I remember there was a pet store in the mall we walked into, and both of us were like, right. man, it'd be nice to get some ferrets. Like, they're very clean right. animals. They just like defecate in the corner and we could just pick it right up and like we can talk and they sleep and so much they sleep so much too yes very soft animals and so cute but watching this again for me and it's been a so it's a long time it felt like a made for tv movie in the beginning mm -hmm. how the credits were and how introduction of the king to be but again of course later on it's not made for tv because there's nudity and the violence there, the violence is okay, but the nudity wasn't yeah. even that much, except for like maybe two, three scenes. And this was back before they had the whole PG thirteen system. It was just, right, PG. It was just PG, right? Mm -hmm. Even though it was, so, of course, a little dated, I still enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. I, it. It brought me back, like you said, for nostalgia in the sense of how the connection with him and the animals, which was awesome. I thought, but since I haven't seen it in a while. I did see some foupas or something. It's like, that doesn't make sense. True. No, they, they, they like, do have some editing mistakes there. Now, before we go into that, what, do you have a favorite moment? Kind of like uh, the moment at the end with the bird people when they come into the rescue there. I, I just thought that was uh, cool. It always stuck with me with the, when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. That was entertaining. When, when he first meets Kodo and Poto, for some reason, I always liked that. Like he, They steal his stuff. The smallest of creatures are the ones that rescue him, which was also the scene that, like I mentioned before, had me concerned for the welfare of the animals in the movie. Those were the two best scenes for me. What about for you? Good scenes. I mean, there's good moments. I mean, it was a beautiful shot of him running with the tiger yes. on, the, on the water. I thought that was like just breathtaking. Just that simple thing, man and beast running together. I just thought it was really cool. Uh, but... I like the scene with the, the 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 witch coming in and taking the baby. Oh yeah, I thought no. I thought it was really cool because no, the thing is she has this gel and she puts it onto their necks and they can't. It, move it gives or them speak. like sleep paralysis. Like what they they're awake but they can't move or they can't scream. Yeah, right. And and then and then she's doing a, making a chant and the baby disappears and from one and then goes into the cow. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was pretty original in, in, in many facets. I love the weapon the adoptive father had. That reminded me of Kroll. Yes. And you know what? I like that weapon too, but it felt like it was not necessary. Like, because like when you first see that weapon, the father had, he used it mm -hmm. to take out a witch. And right. then like, uh, and then he, he flaunts oh, it to that. train his son. What are we talking about? Uh, Am I getting into the bad stuff now? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're going uh, Star Wars again. Okay. So, uh, the lightsaber. What lightsaber? I don't know. Talking about the force, the force ghost. So, like how Obi-Wan is taken out, right? He, 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 his body disappears. Oh, like the, the witches. robes drop. 
the well, the witches, they get stabbed, they get killed, and what happens? The robes just drop and their body disappears. One of them one, didn't, though. One goes into a dove. Yeah, and I didn't understand. Oh, that. the one you talking about, the one on the ceiling? No, well, yeah, no, she turned into dust too, like into her robes. But the mm-hmm. dove one is uh, the one I was getting called out, and I didn't understand right. that. Well, maybe it's in part two or three in the movies. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's into the, I don't know, maybe she's in, in one of the sequels. But yes, uh, you were saying. I always liked the idea, like how Crawl had that, uh, the throwing weapon. And I thought it was really cool. Like the one that will snap out is basically a boomerang. And. He got it from his father. They made an emphasis about the sword, which made no sense because the father never mentioned anything about the sword until the king, uh, until like the monologue after he died. Mm-hmm. And then he uses the, the they called it a kappa, mm-hmm. and he uses it once to kill a raider or yes. unalive a raider, and then gives it to his newfound brother at the end. Yes, it has no, no real relevance. No. no. Like, I thought it was maybe meant for the tribe or whatever, and Uh nothing. It would have made more sense if he gave him the sword. Oh, and that was the other thing. Like, you never see him really train for fighting up until after his village gets ransacked, and he's training with a log. No, no, but we we get the training aspect because he was trained by his father. Like, him and his father would train. Kind of like how Wonder Woman had that training sequence with her aunt, Wonder Woman. No, the only they, sequence they, I saw was the one where he threw the, uh, when his father threw the thing and they met the bear. Well, yes, but before that, they were training with swords. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. And then while they're going on to a hunt, the father gives him a, like a, a modified version of a hoe. Yeah. And he drops and then Dar drops too, like, you know, to defend himself. So, you know, there's like, that kind of like Inspector Cousseau and Cato always training at any moment, you know, to defend themselves and to react and stuff like that. Then so there is there was the training. point of swinging the log. Well, I guess because to strengthen his ability to handle that sword, maybe that sword was just, you know, it was his father's sword, so he never had the opportunity to use it. Mm. I mean, it was I a good know, looking sword. It, it was a great looking sword. It was awesome. But I just find it funny how shiny and clean it was for a village of that nature. Yeah. My favorite moment, I have to say, is when he has to face the head marauder right before the winged creatures come. Okay, so around the same part as me, like the. the I mean that that character. I don't know his name. They don't give his name. His his mask and the Mm -hmm. wings. Great looking character. It reminded me of Willow in that aspect. I did have that thought. Yeah, where that character had that skull face right on the horse, Mm -hmm. and you only see the eyes. Yes, and this one you just had the mask and. With the, with the wings on the uh, and his weapon was really cool and the fight scene was okay and looking at it again I was like could have been better especially when he's swinging his weapon about to strike and Dar is like on that broken bridge but he's like on the side so in a sense like he cannot get hit where he's placing his left shoulder against that wall on the bridge or the column mm-hmm. and the guy is swinging it and the thing is, like, he's swinging that axe, if you will, whatever it is, a three, three-prong three axe or three-edge axe, that he can't hit Dar because he's going to hit that column. Yeah. If he was swinging the other way, I can understand. But he was just swinging it, and I was like, he, and Dar kept moving. It's like, dude, just stay on that side. I remember watching that as a kid and thinking that scene was more imposing than it is now. Because I of remember, course. like, he lands on it, and he pulls himself off with it still on his back. And I remember right. as a kid, like, 
this guy's insane. Like this guy's in- incredibly tough. And then Dar just mm-hmm. spins him <laughs> into the flames. Did he spin him? Yeah, he grabbed. Like he dodged him next after the guy stands uh-huh. up. He, he dodged him next. Then he grabs him by the axe and like the a- helmet or shoulder, uh, and then turns him around him. and then throws him into the flame. Right. He did like a jump, uh, double, uh, not double sidekick, but a jump, uh, step in sidekick to the head first. Yeah. Which was once he gets up and then Dar needs know, to work on got, his kicks. Right. It was still cool. I was still entertained. I actually thought John Amos as Seth had better choreography, oddly enough, was swinging that staff. Uh, oh, yeah. And except for the when he's but, just trying to swing them all away. But his staff was like weird because his staff was not like perfectly straight. It no, had a bend to it. Yeah. I was like, you need a better staff, bro. He's like, I just found this log. It was good. Dar gets revenge twice. Yeah, he does. He takes down uh, Rip Torn's character Max, mm-hmm. who was like a in like a like a half breed because he had a his nose was like a of a bird, like a beak, and his head is like his eyes, his eyebrows were up like kind of like Spock. Yeah. So it was kind of like that's why he reminded me like he reminded me like like a half breed, like a half man, half bird kind of thing, and I liked how they they made Rip Torn's character Max because usually when they do someone who is of the same age, like they did this in um, Conan, when James Earl Jones' character meets Conan as a boy yeah, and then meets him later as a man, James Earl Jones is the same age in the sense of how he looks, how he appears. Where here, Rip Torn's character looks older. He's young when... They take the unborn child away, which is I find it funny because he's not unborn; he's born. But later on, when they when he meets him face to face, he's a lot older. His teeth are all nasty. He had the gray hair. His skin's all like aged, leathery. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I like that detail. That makes sense, and they did it right here. My weakest moment, I'll have to say, unfortunately, Tanya Roberts. I hate to put it this way. She was meant to be a pretty face. Well, she's gorgeous. She was absolutely gorgeous. My God, when I every time I saw her, she was like, holy crap, gorgeous. And you can tell that they had to redo her voice. Mm-hmm. Her voice sounded way off compared to everyone else. You know, And they do that in a lot of films where they record it on location, what have you. And then they record the voice again in a closed setting to capture the voice better. But you can hear it's just totally like where... It, uh, Dar's has his voice one way and hers is like louder for some reason. Oh, talk about yeah. louder. The music too. The music, just like in Conan and other films in the, in the 80s, that the music is like so much louder than it needs to be. Yeah, it's overpowering at times. Yeah. And what about you? I'm sorry, do you have a weak moment? It's the small things that added up for me mm-hmm. at the end where uh, his now found brother um what was his name young dar uh, not young dar um is that tease tall tall prince or new, who would be king they're like oh um uh, he won't be able to use his uh left hand oh oh oh, oh yes yes yeah <laughs> I was yeah like, I, I was like i was like looking at that too i was like wait a minute he got shot in the right shoulder yeah and they show him strapped down to the right shoulder uh so it was just the small things that added up the the movie could have been less than it was an hour and fifty eight minutes. It could have been. It was less almost time. two. Yeah, it was two hours long. Yeah, they could have easily trimmed down some of the parts, so it felt a little bit longer than it should have, just because of the. I know they wanted to get the scenery. They wanted to focus on the animals, which is the selling point of it, and then just the editing mistakes, which mm-hmm. stood out way more because they were like that obvious. I um, make a correction. My weakest moment, it was not her. I mean, that was a pretty strong accusation. 
Mm-hmm. But okay, the guardsmen, the death guards, or the monks, whatever you want to call them, they're a reason why I have like a little heebie-jeebie against Hare Krishnas. Krishna, 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 Krishna. They're, they have bald heads. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. So remember seeing them, I was like, oh, this is why I have a little like the uneasiness when I see Hare Krishnas because of what they did in this movie and and what they represented. Not that I had occasion to do that in real life, but I'm just saying when I was younger, that's how I... You associated the two together? I did. I did. He's like, they're going to turn me into a death guard. (laughs) But talking about them... They weren't good fighters, neither. (laughs) No, they weren't. But that's what I'm here. I'm about to say. When Dar is drinking water, right? And the guy says, look for him. And the... And like right above him is one of them mm-hmm. with the ring, the eye ring, whatever, mm-hmm. sees him. He's drinking water and like how perfectly he gets into his hand to see the marking. But then he's getting choked, Dar. And then the other guy comes in on a horse with a crossbow and says, kill him. The guy doesn't shoot him. No, he doesn't. Matter of fact, did, did you notice? He doesn't, I- even shoot, he doesn't even shoot the tiger who's chasing him. It's just like, why won't you shoot the tiger in, as a, a like self-defense? He's like, I got, everybody he runs had away. one arrow. Everybody but still, you could, yeah. Well, regardless, why not use it instead of running away and then not use it at all? No, that brought up two funny things for me. Like the one part that everybody had one arrow because remember, like uh, in another scene, Koto it was either Koto or Poto. Yeah, I could never tell the two. Takes the arrow from the crossbow, and the guy grabs the crossbow and just tosses it back down because there's no arrow in it. I'm like, no one has a spare. Uh, That's right. That's right. When they're saving, when they're saving the lion. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the when that same scene you're talking about when he's like kill him, kill him, and 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 Dar's being choked out, mm-hmm. I I'm, I was laughing to myself internally. I'm like, they just used the same pole for animal control. Yes, <laughs> it's like poetic. Right. They like he's a and stray. the lion's coming down. The lion's <laughs> coming down, and the guy on the horse doesn't see it. Like to tell his boy, yo, watch out. Yeah, like a big beast coming down a branch. Mm-hmm. I don't know how did he get up there in the first place. I don't know, but it was just coming down. I mean, they are very good climbers. But, um, I understand that, but the, I understand that. But the thing is, to get up there, you have to go up the trunk to the branch. But he wasn't there before. He was on the ground with Dar surveying True. ahead of him. Here was the other thing that I wondered during the movie. How come he couldn't talk to any other animals? Like, there's plenty of horses. That's right. He could like all those, all like his village his village being attacked horses. literally everybody on horses and they're being ran over by the horses he could have been like nah fuck whatever like you're absolutely right holy crap I didn't even think about that absolutely right he could have made them buck he could have made them run the other way he could have rise up and kick the the riders off and then stomp on them it just dawned on me the reason why he can talk to animals was because he was born out of the cow he's a man well, yeah, born that, from an animal so yeah. he can speak to well, other there's a, is, is there like another movie that a person can talk to other animals i'm thinking besides dr doolittle oh that's what it was is dr doolittle conan star wars in the mix wasn't there a dc character girl uh dc character animal called, man. it was it animal man or manimal animal man animal man <laughs> he's animal man yeah so you have that but there's another movie out he's there Aquaman. that talks to fish yes okay fine yeah you have all that influence there but i'm i'm thinking there's another movie where there's a one a guy can talk or with those two wolves. Probably is a movie like that. I just can't think of it uh, right now. Yeah, I can't think of it either. For those listening, watching, please let us know what other movies, besides the ones mentioned or characters that we mentioned, that a person can talk to animals. We got Animal Man. 
but mm-hmm. you have Aquaman from DC, and it's probably most likely um, from Marvel as well. But it never gets cold there on that planet. They're in stellar weather. That's why everybody is in rags. No one has like the only the monks have the best clothes. Everybody else is like in just like not that that and the villagers. Yeah, the guy, the guy that he rescues the the, the son of, they're dressed head to toe and and like robes and stuff like that. And I was like, but he doesn't get cold at all. He that, nothing in their world. The true test of strength is how little clothes you can wear. Oh, you know what? Also reminded me of him anyway. He man. Yeah, he does a couple he man poses. Not just that, but his satchel and his sword, the strap mm-hmm. when he puts it on and is a, cr- a cross. Is just like how He Man has his his uh, chest guard. It's well, a cross. Even uh, like if you look at some of the old like uh, X. poster art that they would do, it's like him holding a sword above his ha- hand, like a head. Did he have a headpiece in that poster? No, it was like a star behind his head. But he, he does wear a headpiece all the time in the movie. Right. No, right? It's like a like a, a tiara, if you will, in the sense of for lack of a better Conan. term, it is it is yeah, a tiara. Conan had it. And stuff like that. But are you sure? I mean, I thought he had like a big headpiece on the poster. I'm looking at one of the old school posters now. Like it's like the oh, hawk or the right eagle behind it. And it's like the glint of the eye of the hawk is making yes. a star behind his head. Yes. And that is and very this, He-Man like. Right. And this one, he has a, there's a ring. Oh, the ring of the eye. Mm-hmm. I also found it was funny too. When the witches, <laughs> when the witches are looking in the hot. Yes. And how they're moving. Like they're freaking grinding on it oh yeah no they were the definition of a butterface <laughs> i've been waiting to use that joke <laughs> but seriously you're when right. you, when you first right. see them you're like oh okay we can't we got a little bit of eye candy and then you turn around and you're like oh no <laughs> what right. happened and you can That's tell it was like common. a very cheap prosthetic face too, because like you could see like oh, yeah. the plastic leaning over the eye kind of thing. The lore of the three witches. I think we see that in 300. Isn't that in like Hamlet too? Hamlet, yes. Also in, oh, Shazam. Mm-hmm. The the second one that the three, the girls, the right, the, the three sisters. Like the also three oracles. In, right. And he, who else you have? You have, what's that other one? Um, Sandman. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah. The power of three. Mm-hmm. But yes, here you're exactly right. Butterface. Exactly right. Please don't, yeah, don't turn around. Keep your head over there. Well, even like when they, um, were, when they were going to sacrifice the baby, yeah, the dog initially, the, mm-hmm. and then his adoptive father attacks and she shows up behind him. He, he looks up, he's like tracking her legs. Right. Right. To see her face. Yes. For whatever reason, my mind now, went I, to RoboCop when I first uh, saw their faces. Because I was thinking of the guy oh, who gets hit with the, the toxic waste. Yeah. Yes. Now, do you think that was the same one or it was her, her sister? No, I couldn't tell. Well, you can't tell, right? Yeah. Because like, you have one that, that did the spell and then maybe this one was backing up or uh, as backup. Mm-hmm. Uh because the other ones, they, they die the same way. When you, when you take off the weapon, they just disappear. Mm-hmm. Also, a funny thing, too, is when at the end, where they're fighting, not the, the last fight, but the second to last fight, when they kill Max. Oh, and that seemed like a real reaction from Rip Torn. Oh, when it starts when, biting him on the neck? Yeah, the way he reacted, like, get the fuck off me. It was like, yeah, that brother, seemed ah, ah, ah. Yes. Like, like, he really was, like, scared. 
Mm-hmm. And maybe like I really bit him. Like, I don't know. It looked like he did bite him really. Yeah. So I'm thinking like he, his reaction was genuine. But when Seth tells the villagers, let's fight our way to the top. I'm like, why? There is done. There's no one there anymore except for Max who does this final blow. But all the warriors and all the soldiers, they're done. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you don't need to fight anymore. Is this worth the watch? Sure. I'll give it a, a worth the watch. I mean, for me, nostalgia, I was a fan of this growing up. I was a huge fan of this. And in my opinion, with all the nitpicks that I pretty much what it is, these are nitpicks because this is still entertaining. The bad guy is told or foretold of a prophecy that may happen. So he destro- tries to, to destroy it before it can happen, but then actually creates it. What other, what other movie did we talk about that had that? Besides Star Wars. and like... Besides Star Wars, there was a, a thing that we talked about. Was like if if the, the villain didn't do anything, the prophecy would have not happened. Oh, that's any movie with a prophecy kind of situation where it's like foretold that this uh, happened. I understand that, but I'm talking about us. We reviewed a movie that had similar Trece. that was one we talked about where it was prophesized and we're like and we argued about the fact that like really did he do anything he said i orchestrated everything to happen this way and like and we're like mm. so the creator the golden child we didn't review golden child but we talked know, about that but we talked about that and you're technically right about that one yeah we probably just mentioned it like referencing other films we've done so many Willow, Willow, Willow. Yes, Willow, hundred percent. We did talk about that with Willow because that was the one where it was like the prophecy of the child and like and and the wit, um, the queen, mm-hmm. and she really, in essence, killed herself. But so the thing is, like, yes, that that story we it is a retelling a lot of times, yeah. um, which is is a okay and how it's presented. I mean, again, this is a fantasy film. This is from another world where no one gets cold. That a guy can talk to animals because he was birthed by an through an animal and oh yeah so how is it is the unborn child but is born technically it was c-sectioned still born <laughs> by their definition he was not birthed from his natural mother he was birthed from a cow so he was i don't know they just I'm said just the unborn child is the one that will do it so maybe they're just saying the child that's in the womb is the one that's destined to mm-hmm. uh, defeat you is just the key of wording. If if Max did not, I'm, I'm saying Max, even though it's M A A X. They say they would say like Max. Max, there you go. Yeah. I'm saying Max, but it's Max. Yes, but I say like if he just chilled, be alive. And the thing is, why keep the father? Because he's he killed them eventually. Yeah, he blinded him just to. I mean, that, that's one of those like egotistical him, things like villains do, where they like, "I'm the winner, so you will stay here to witness all that I do, even though you can't see it." <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> You're not. It would have been better if he was like one the of the more, death guards. The more I'm thinking about this, is like, how bad is this really film? Is I mean. It, it, if you, if you break it down, this movie is bad. It's fun bad. With, right. Like with some friends, good drink, you know, like you can no, have yeah. a good if time you, watching if you, this. Yes. If you have a, you know, get drunk or get high, you will have a blast with this. If you're gay, you will have a blast with this. I mean, if you're uh, straight too, like. Tanya Roberts is freaking gorgeous and her body is amazing in this. Unfortunately, she passed away. I'm saying like you have. Pretty much for the whole time, Mark Singer, half naked, more so than 
Conan ever was. Yeah, that's true. Conan yeah, even John, bundled up. Yes, more. if if you're into bears, John Amos will fit that. Although he was uh, hairless, like no, no, he doesn't. Have to, you don't have to. No, bear doesn't mean hairy. <laughs> Say, I'm sorry. I thought it no, did. Mean, I thought it did. No, bear is like overweight kind of thing. Oh, kind of like, husky. He, he wasn't, he was, he wasn't really overweight. He was more like husky then. Yeah. But I'm just saying, Jesus Christ. And if you're into <laughs> tweaks or if you're into young boys, there you go. No, no, no. I'm just saying you have the young dar shirtless and then you have the, the brother. He's pretty much skin dude. When, when they're looking at the, when the Hawk flies away and, and um, Seth and whoever his name was, they look away. I was like, his ass cheek is sticking out. I was like, what the It's a hell? movie for people who like thongs. I'm just saying. This can be very tantalizing for multiple people. Wow. If you're, if you're into bodies and not in the face of women, here you go. If you just like looking at animals and you don't want to go to the zoo, watch Beastmaster. There you go. And if you're into incest, wow. there you go. <laughs> Jesus. What, this, who produced this, was this produced by canon films like because no it was weird it was, it was a different company and it was like because i remember canon films was like really Huge. good for making like outrageous films like that when i saw it, i was like i don't recognize that company they like, probably not in production anymore nope <laughs> uh, well that sells it it was made for eight million how about that and it grossed 14 over 14 million that's a success. Isn't that like the definition of success if it does more than double its profit or right? Well, it didn't do it didn't do double. Oh, Mark Singer was also from V. Do you remember that show, the miniseries V? I do I, I didn't watch V, but I do know of V. So Yes, he did, and he did um another one. He played a blind guy. It was a, based on a true story on a blind guy. But anyway, we're going we're going around. We're going way too long now. Yes. <laughs> so on Rotten Tomato by the critics. It's only 13, 46%. And by the audience, which is 25,000, is 54%. Where do you see this at? I'm going to put it at 68. It's a good time. 68? Yes. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to explain. It is a good time. Just because I rate it low doesn't mean it's not a, ba- a good time. But I do recognize it is not a great movie. <laughs> so, no. But why 68? Why not 70 or 65? I, I, I felt right in between. between but why? It's like it's like a, uh, like a C minus. Well, I give it a sixty five because of exactly what you're saying. A sense of it's entertaining. You can have fun with it, but you cannot take it literal. You're gonna say what the hell, mm-hmm. especially with the stuff like the baby being marked after all these years. The the the, the scar grows with the guy. <laughs> the scar is as big as him. I just realized Her- Rip Torn's character had braids. And, and yes. the jewelry for his braids were at least two little skulls. <laughs> I was like, what What did you, what baby was that killed? Oh my God. It was like a freaking fetus, which was a cool design. I, I, st- I think he was a great villain. I thought the movie was done when he was done. And then apparently yes. it was wrong. I didn't think it was over with two, with after Rip Torn passed away. I, I felt it could have been going on and they, they, they filled, they finished it with the revenge of the Marauders. But I give it, what did I say? A 65? I think yeah. I say, I say a 65. I say 65 because it's, it's not perfect. There's a lot of flaws here in the sense of dialogue and editing, but I love the animal connection. Poto and Poto were awesome. Yeah. Mayox was a great villain. Seth, John Amos, 
a great arms and guard, guard arms and guard guard and arms he seemed like a guard uh, like a uh like a guard he was like a man of arms. he was like a man of of arms that yeah from he-man in that sense you know what else i just realized I mean, dar the uh, beastmaster he'll go into professor x mode when he wants to see from the eyes of the animals but he did it only sometimes he he, he there was he like did, he did two that or one, three that times time, at least one. where he's like this or he'll go like this and uh, yeah. right i thought just i thought he just did it once maybe twice yeah because he would just like stare but for me, yeah, Kodo, the, the Ferris were like the stole the show from me. Absolutely. They're stealing the keys in the dungeon and they're running away from the Berserker character, whatever that shit was it called mm-hmm. again. They guide him into the the, um, the, the, the escape to the warriors. Area. Yeah. Right. And, 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 they, and, they, and it crashes the kills the guys. And he's like, you guys are a little late. <laughs> oh, but wait a minute. Now, here's another Fupa. And we're going way too long on what we should be going. Absolutely. On. <laughs> But Kiri says, this is the only way out. And he he slams the skull into the, for, the, for they can't escape. Like if they. Um, the boulder. The boulder, right. He, the boulder he off and, <laughs> <laughs> But Well, that's from uh, Last Amber, Airbender, right? Yes. But it, it just felt right. The boulder yeah. says there's no way out. <laughs> and. He cuts off the, the thing for the, the drainage comes out, whatever you call it. Yeah. Oh, that's another foopaw for me. That the kid is slowly opening to lift the boulder, is like, and the boulder goes, Rip. Yeah, it has it a doesn't pulley match, system. <laughs> but it doesn't match. Yeah, yeah. The way the way he's pulling so slowly, like, uh, and then when Dar is doing it. He's trying to close it, but he's pulling the same direction as the kid opened it. I figured Dar broke it. But how? But I'm saying he's you, going the wrong direction. The but he's broke. He's going the wrong direction. He's yeah. going the same direction as the kid opened it instead of going backwards. Yeah, because Dar doesn't know Lefty Lucy. Right, Dar, tidy. right exactly. But anyway. But you mean, how did the, she get back in there? Correct. <laughs> if she's saying that is like, this is the only way out, but it's not. She's like, I just hid in the corner the entire time. She's also a, a warrior, but it only does one thing for fighting, like right. And where and the thing is, like, they go in there, and she and he and Dara recognizes this. She goes somewhere. She's dressed in one way. Then she goes somewhere to dress pretty much the same, but only with a a belt. Yeah, and he's like, where'd she get those clothes? I'm like, what clothes? I'm like, I missed it. I was like, she no, she I just disappeared she and came back. Right, but she had like a, a, a belt with, with a knife, a dagger. That's all she went so it wasn't really. Yeah, that's all it was. But it was Wait. still fun. It was still fun. <laughs> I had a good time. Just saying like, it doesn't make sense. Like, don't take it literally. Yeah. Just watch it for what it is. It's a fantasy film. It's a good time to pick at. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. That is our throwback review of The Beastmaster. Have you seen it? What was your favorite moment? Let us know in the description below. And as always, if you have a movie or show you like us to review let us know in the comments below until next time we'll be the next time i'm angel i'm a don love you bro love you too